This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Jamie Lawler. You're right. <laughs> very, very natural lad that was. <laughs> and uh, Sam Shepherd. Hello, Tommy. You're right, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, good. I mean, there's a lot of positivity around at the moment. It only seems to be uh, growing into going to the game on Saturday with uh, the win against Cheltenham this week. And uh, yeah, set up for a bit of a boring draw against Cardiff, but I'm sure we'll get on to that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, uh, thank God that there's no replays in uh, the oh. League Cup because I couldn't be asked in going to Cardiff. Well, actually, I wouldn't. I'd just stay and watch it at home because I can't be bothered in going to Cardiff on a Tuesday night. And I imagine it's not going to be very full. Um, particularly with Cardiff fans as well. Uh, but we'll get on to that. Uh, anything happened during the week for you guys? Anything going on in the world of Jamie Lawler and Sam Sheppey? I've just spent four nights camping in Stafford, which was, you know, great, but I'm exhausted. So that was fun. I volunteer as a youth worker on the side if I'm not busy, and I do it once a year. And this was like the big event. So I've spent four nights in a tent, setting up a tent <laughs> in the rain. To then sleep on the floor. I mean, I'm not going to whinge about it. It was great, but I'm just very. You're not a fan of camping, are you, Jamie? It's not. It's not. I actually quite enjoyed it. It was a good laugh, and I don't mind the camping. I just don't like setting up tents. <laughs> I'm a typical <laughs> male. Like... I just look at. I just look at them and go. Uh, <laughs> I am shocking at them, honestly. If I ever look at them and think, God. Like it's the ones you have to assemble yourself as well, so like feeding through the little bits of oh, don't know. wires or whatever. It's just so tedious, isn't it? I can't deal with it. These shit. And it's smashing with rain, and we're trying to set up these poles, and then you're trying to peg them down. You're just like, oh my goodness, like please, like <laughs> kill me now. Um, what's his face? That my brother fucking loves all that shit. So that's a bit. That's quite a surprise, really. For someone who uh holds his arms out every single time we lose a. Every time we see a concede a corner, I don't know. I was just expecting him to be a bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I won a quiz last night. Um, so that was quite oh, cool. Yeah. I had um, it was at our pub as well, so uh, it was definitely match fixed. Um, it was also my mum's birthday as well, so I just you know slipped a fiver behind the um, yeah uh, quiz master and just said put a blues question in there, like something relating yeah, back on. to two thousand six yeah. or something. <laughs> Come on, give, just give it us, lad. You know, you know what you want. <laughs> 
And yeah, I uh, I got 30 quid off my meal as well. And I've also got a food discount anyway, just from working there. So I was just like, oh. yeah, anything happening, Sam, at the moment? Or is it just a bit of a uh, So it's the first week. week in the house with a uh, new puppy. So uh, oh. I was telling you last week, so we got a red box Labrador. And um, it's a bit like handing a baby at the moment with all the uh, like playing at one moment, crying the next and then sleeping the next moment. So it's all a bit of uh, yeah handling that. But it's been good this week and uh, busy, but rewarding. Fantastic, yeah, it's great to hear. Um, Yeah, let's get into the podcast then. So we've got three things mostly to talk uh, talk about tonight. Four things, actually. Uh, Swansea, Cheltenham, Leeds, and of course the new stadium renovations, which everybody is reasonably very excited about, which I am 100% going to get straight into this. It's definitely the most relevant thing to talk about. Um, But let's just run down the list of some of the things that have been happening just in the last week or so. So amongst the stadium renovations, there are new... Advertising boards outside the cop, uh, also a badge on the front, which is also LED lit. Uh, there are new dugouts in the main stand. Uh, there's also been some people filming, uh, people fil- uh, painting fences outside the cop as well. Uh, apparently, there's been a new pitch laid as well, so the pitch won't be as rock hard this season. So that's always good to see. Um, I think it was Jack McGomer we were talking to you last season when he was yeah. saying about the pitch being like rock hard, wasn't it? So that's said if you played good three or four see. games, weren't it? Three or four home games off the bat, he mm. said your back was in agony. And with and with the women's team playing on it as well nowadays, I can't imagine it's yeah. just even worse. It's just like um, yeah, it's just gonna be like it's gonna be like miles, honestly, that surface. Um the new painted steps as well, which are quite a small thing, but it's it's quite effective actually. It's nice to see that the white and everything, it matches really nicely. I mean the, the yellow ones we've had before are like all cracked and everything, and just didn't really suit the whole stadium. Um, new seats, obviously, um, they've been redone in the main stand now as well. Um, obviously, the new um, safe standing as well. And also the speed that they've done it at as well. So we're up to, in terms of the letters, we're up to the U on blues now. So it's roughly about um, a block per two per day, is this roughly mm-hmm. at the moment? So yeah, it's it's doing great. Also, they've, um, they're introducing, well, they're renovating the kiosks and the executive boxes and um, potentially new advertising boards above the main stand as well, similar to Burnley's um, that they have at Turf Moor. I mean, what the fuck? This is absolutely amazing, isn't it? It's all just the 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 ideas that the Americans have had and the creativity they've had as well since they've took over. It's been fantastic. Um, out of that list that I've mentioned there, but between the both of you, um, which is your favourite? Good question. Um, I'd say my favourite is probably just the outside of it like when fans will walk in just see that the stadium from the outside looks completely different that'll be the first thing that a lot of blues fans will see as they go to the game on saturday and um it's literally yeah right there for you to see the big badge and everything i've i've heard like some mixed opinions on it but pref- like personally i really like it and um mm-hmm. just like the fresh liquor paint everything it's got as well and uh just makes it look like a new stadium and really yeah a thing to uh, emphasize the new beginning yeah, indeed yeah Fucking ice cream vans, honestly. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> just, it's so tough to pinpoint which one I like the most. It's all just, it just shows how much care can actually go into something and how much of a lack of care we've had from these last owners. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's spot on, isn't it? I mean, the advertising boards, I mean, it's daft as it sounds. It's just, it's there. It's big. It's, it's just going to be great to look at. The whole stadium's going to be great to see. New pitch. Seeing chairs down in that section again is going to be nice as well. Actually, seeing that we nearly got a full stadium completion, like yeah, finally, indeed, yeah. 
only been, it was what, three years. Yeah, it's only three years. Um, because it was the worst thing ever, wasn't it? When we arrived that one day, I can't remember who we were playing, but it was just um, they always had the seats still in, obviously. So like, they did they they were sort of working out what could be done beforehand. Um, but as soon as they took them out, and there was just nothing there, and they had to put the um, like the big why even do you call those like the banners over them, um, with all the advertising on it? It was it was so depressing. I just remember thinking. Are we ever going to see those lower tiers open ever again? It's just, it was just makeshift, wasn't it? Completely makeshift. Like, you know, just do it because it's suitable for now, not thinking about the future and that. And I think that's something that just personified, you know, what the uh, past owners were and the fact they were just focusing on what we can we do now, but then not really looking mm-hmm. at the future and looking at what would benefit us, like going forward. <laughs> Jeez, that is a loud one, sorry. <laughs> just go and buy a flake. A flake? Just nice one fucking it. flake. Well, you know what I mean? Not one big little. Go away. Fucking hell. No one wants a sodding ice cream. We get them for about two quid down at the fucking go-op. Um, I've completely lost my point now. What was I even saying? What Was it you saying something, Sam? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was me. It was me. Oh, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying about all the stuff that they were laying down, like where the seats were, like the advertising and that, and just oh, know, yeah. how, how rubbish it looked, really, and uh, we're going to get something that's, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I remember now. I would have remembered a bit easier. I'm not fucking Mr. Softy come around every fucking five seconds. Um, I need like a swear jar on this podcast, don't I? Just like put a quid in every time. Just have it on like a little pedestal. Payday's a week away for me, and I I haven't got the financial backing right now. The blue focus swear jar with one of our sponsored by someone sponsored by Holiday. Sponsored by the ice cream man. Yeah, sponsored by Jay. Sponsored by Mr. Softy. Yeah. Christ. Oh, another thing, actually, I completely forgot. <laughs> he heard me. That's what it was. <laughs> He's just doing it on purpose now. Uh, the American flag above the stadium as well. Yeah. How, what, what are thoughts on that? I don't, I'm not against it. Listen, they own us. They own St. Andrews. They are free to do what they want with it. Listen, they can put an American... They could paint stars and stripes on that pitch for all I'm concerned right now. The fact that it's Birmingham City's property again is all I'm concerned about and BSHL don't own it. Do as yeah, you want. You do you, boo, when it comes to that. You take it. You have fun with it. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, true. I mean, it's technically, it's not Blue's own still. It's still in the hands of the owners still, of the mm-hmm. um, Americans. Yeah, I mean, I think the opposite to that would be how would you feel if there was potentially a Chinese flag, obviously for the BSHL owners, if they were to enforce something on that? What was your opinions beyond that? Because obviously they haven't got much of a link, really, the Americans, really, in terms of like putting the flag above the stadium or anything. But I don't know. What Why is your general opinions about it? I don't know if it's a thing where they're doing it just because like it's the first home game of the season and like potentially who's going to be there, like in terms of the investors and that, whether like, you know, Tom Brady's going to make an appearance or like, Obviously, Tom Wagner's going to be there, but I don't know if it's the thing where, yeah, I mean, it's what everyone wants, isn't it? Half Hello, listening on audio. I've got all my fingers crossed at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> it would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's got to be star of the day one time, you know, whether it's the Leeds game or not. I mean, it'd be perfect timing if it was the Leeds game because it's all relevant news. It's been absolutely on everybody's lips at the moment at the Blues. And just him arriving at half time would just be fantastic, you know. Because it would get the fans on side anyway. I mean, the amount of things in that Leeds game that's going to happen. So general st- stadium renovations anyway. 
We've also got the Trevor Francis thing to do before game and also on the eighth minute, which I'm absolutely certain everybody is going to do. Um, we've also just, it's Blues leads anyway, so it's already a massive game. And um, I think just like the new feel around the team as well. So it's it's a it's a big occasion for us. It's the biggest occasion we've had in a while. Definitely the St Andrews, that's for sure. Um, occasion. And the attendance, I think, is going to be the best since February 2020. And that was with like yeah. the full stadium open. And this one, you know, there's still stains like the sections that are <laughs> shut. So, yeah. yeah, like literally, it's going to be a really good attendance because of the sellout and the fact that it offered like 400 more tickets, didn't they, before um, yeah. the kickoff on Saturday because they knew that, you know, those tickets would sell out and that. And um, just goes to show, like, if Birmingham fans are really passionate about something, they'll commit to it and commit to it in their numbers. Yeah, 100%. I mean, is it Block 40 they've opened in the cop? I think that's what they've done, isn't it? I think so. so. I mean, oh, I used to sit there. the end of Tilton, maybe, or the other one. Oh, is it? I it's, see. It, it, it's 400 seats, though, definitely. Yeah, I, I saw that on the Twitter. That's what they were putting out, is it? But, yeah, spot on. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I mean, how many would it actually be? Would it be 20,000, roughly, the sellouts on Tuesday? Just, just over 20. Just, just over 20,000, 20, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be great. It really is. I'm really looking it's forward to it. It's going to be electric. The atmosphere is going to be mental. First game back as a season ticket holder, Jamie. How does it feel? Feels mad. Feels great. Good time to do it. You know, like, not that I haven't, you know, not been to games, by the way, before anyone starts out of me feeling an arm. <laughs> like, it's just, I've just kind of paid as and when. Like, because I've gone, I'd say I've gone to about 80% of the home games for the last three years. 100% I've just had you know, now that I'm at a point in my job where I can actually commit to go to games, I feel like it was time to put it back in there. And also, I want to get to some more away games. And mm. Christ alive, we've all seen what it's like trying to get away tickets at the minute. I am praying that Bristol goes to season tickets. Please. I want to get some stubs on my card, man. Well, you got us as well, though, to get the yeah, no, away games. Yeah, I want to get some stubs on my card and get my membership up, though. True, true. Yeah, I'm I... True I We'll work it out somehow. We'll um, <laughs> we'll all work it out somehow. We'll do it somehow. Um, yeah, let's let's get talking about Swansea before we get carried away with everything. Uh, so first game of the season, uh, I think it was a well earned point, even though we probably should have held on to it. Um, debut goal for Dembele. Um, thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think it was a decent result, wasn't it? The fact that um, we went to Liberty Stadium, the place where or the Swansea.com Stadium now, whatever they call it. But um, yeah, when they've got a new manager and um, they were looking to sort of change around the tactics and that because the manager before, Russell Martin, was a very possession-based manager. We saw that in the game uh, against Sheffield Wednesday for Southampton where they completed, was it 991 passes or something? So it's a bit of a change in system for um, Swansea with Michael Duff as the manager there. And um, the possession stats are pretty pretty fair, I think. Like It was around 60-40 and um, we saw from the game against Cheltenham as well where we really took the game to them. I think this is going to be a change in mentality with the new players we've got. And um, yeah, one of the new signings, Ricky Dembele, scored the uh, opening goal on 45 minutes, but Swansea did hit back and it was an excellent pass from Matt Grimes, wasn't it, to split the defence. Just an yeah. unbelievable pass. And it was a moment of magic really from him that set up the uh, equaliser. But on the whole, I think it was a good result. And a lot of Blues fans echo this. I saw in the Twitter comments after the game that a lot of Blues fans are saying it was a decent point, you know, away from home. One of the ones where you didn't want to lose before the Leeds game because then it would, a little bit of negativity might creep in. But the fact that we've got a point and also beat Chelsea in a midweek, it's a good start. Yeah, we're on the front foot, aren't we? I think um, 
Dembele's first impressions were fantastic. I mean, Jamie, what do you think to him? I mean, obviously I was at the event thing, so I had to just have the radio on, unfortunately, because I was setting up tents in the rain. So, um, <laughs> yeah, from what I heard, the high, great performance, pressing. We frustrated Swansea a lot from what I'm hearing, and we just look a better outfit this year. We've got more athletic players on the changeover. When we're attacking, we just look good. Yeah, uh, Dembele is putting the frighteners into every defender apparently at the minute. Like anyone who runs out there, not a fan of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ethan Laird apparently had a stormer until he had to come off. He's, he's apparently he's apparently fit for Leeds game apparently, um, as well as Tyler Roberts yeah. who also came on, uh, came off. Um, so yeah, apparently it's just a knock. So it's good to hear that. I've, I heard we were denied a penalty on Oakley, which I'm still I haven't seen yet. But well, then I heard there was also a very obvious handball, apparently. Yeah, definitely. I've seen the I mean, handball. Yeah, it's absolutely clear today. I yeah. it's right in front of me. It's on my vlog, so you literally you just see it. Um, Miyashi crosses the ball, cannons off of his hand out for a corner ball. It's just, it's just so obviously a penalty. You know, I don't know how the referee didn't see it. I mean, the linesman was on the opposite side, so that perhaps might have been the reason, but. I don't know. I don't know how you can really see that they didn't hit his hand because when you've got your hands out like this, because it's very obvious, even if you saw this from the back, that he's got his arms up and it, it won't come off his chest or anything. So it's obviously going to come off his hand. So if you stood right behind him, which he wasn't, he was stood to the side of him, it comes off his hand and out for a corner. It's it's an obvious handball. You know, the, his hands are in an unnatural position. Ball goes out for a corner. So we've still technically... We, we weren't robbed out of even a goal kick as we were at one point when the ball clearly came off one of the Swansea players out for a corner. The ref gave a goal kick. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, it just like some sloppy decisions towards the end of the game, really, which was frustrating. We should have definitely had a penalty, at least two, I reckon we probably could have had. Um, but at the performance was consistent. Yeah. Just to be bad again. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to EFL referees. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just. I think we probably lacked a little bit of front of goal. That's probably been my one criticism. Um, Sonjic had a few good chances he should have definitely put away. He was clean through on goal after Anderson put him through. I think it was Anderson. Um, and yeah, he tried to do some silly chip. A little chip thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He should have just hit it. I mean, I don't know how... Um, I don't know how weak-footed he is. I don't know how he can do on his left foot, but... He should have just struck it. He tried to go with his right foot. He tried to do a little chip over the keeper. It was never going to work. Um, He's not a finisher, is he? Bless him. From distance, he is, 100%. But I think close in and around the box, he's not that great. I mean, obviously, Hogan should have been in around the box to have found those chances. Hardly noticed him at all all game, really. He should have been much more involved. Uh, Dembele was um, definitely the best player towards oh, up front. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think standout player was definitely Ethan Laird. He was 100% the player that I was expecting him to be. Because obviously, when you get these players coming in, you do feel like, okay, how good is he actually going to be? So he's obviously a Man United youth graduate. He's been around a few times, but he was solid on uh, he was solid on Saturday. It was really refreshing to see that he wasn't just released by Man United for no reason. You know, he still has that edge quality to him. He's He was great, you know, and... I'm really quite optimistic for the Leeds game now, particularly after those two performances. Um, I think we should have won both of them. I think I really, really think we should. Did anybody actually manage to see the Cheltenham game? <laughs> no, again, I not haven't. live, just live. No, yeah, because um, 
there was obviously I was at work at the time as well. Um, so it was quite funny to see all the things were getting back. So obviously I heard it was um, Punjabi Blues who was live streaming it at the game, which was making everybody smile because that was only that was only everybody's point of view for watching the game. They weren't there, but um, from what I've seen from the highlights, we were, and obviously the reports that have been coming out as well, we were an absolutely the best team on the pitch. Um, Bakuna was playing out of the skin. Have a shot on target? No, I mean the. I mean, it's it's good to see as well because we haven't gone through. Oh, fuck it out. There's a fly in there. There's a wasp actually. Getting all sorts of interruptions today, Tommy. <laughs> it's not the ice cream man; it's the fly. Having <laughs> <laughs> a mare, honestly. Um, yeah, I think we just we, it was obvious really that we should win, um, and I'm glad we did because we haven't been through to the last. Um, the last, uh, the second round in the last six years, I think it is, for a long, long time at least. Anyway, um, I should probably find that stat before I. I swear we won last year in the first round. We we beat Colchester, didn't we? Like a couple years ago, wasn't it? And then we lost the. Yeah, Marcel Oakley or won the right back scored. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah, we've we've had a poor running competition. Oh no, we've been crap in that cup. Ever since we won that cup, we've been awful in it. Yeah, we haven't got anywhere. It's kind of cursed us after that. Like you won it, and then you can't do anything else in it after that. (laughs) We haven't had any good cup runs in like FA Cup runs either. Like that's we've had like (sighs) we the one in twenty twenty when we played Leicester in the fifth round. I want to say not the sixth round because that would have been closer to the. It was the fifth round because we beat Blackburn and then Coventry. So yeah, Yeah. fifth round. Yeah, definitely. and that, that's the furthest we've been in any cup competition for a while. Um, I don't know what would it be good if we made like the quarters? Well, we're definitely not going to make the quarters. Why do you even say that? If we, if we made the round of sixteen of the league cup this season, is that good, or is or or would you prefer to go out earlier in the round and get more points on the board in the championship? It all kind of depends on how big the squad is and what we can do in terms of depth and that, and what we do in the transfer window from now until the end of it in the start of September because I think this current squad we've got now probably couldn't go the distance in a cup or whatever but if we got like I don't know three or four players through the door then it's a potential thing where we could progress in the cup but um, I assume we've been linked with a player today haven't we uh, Matt Lowton who apparently mm. is training with the club and someone like that to fill in at right back for a lead that can come in those games bit of experience you know it could be a decent signing so yeah with a bit more added to the squad then potentially a cup run could be on the cards but I, I would love it a, a cup run because it gets the spirit up and everything and yeah to get like a big team at home or like an away day in london or something yeah it, it'd be a good day out i think but in terms of progression i can't see us winning it definitely not <laughs> but um yeah yeah just just a good day out would do decent cup run Jamie. just a boring yeah. draw weren't it last night it i was, was really hopeful for like a tottenham away or something um mm. Would I like a cup run? Who wouldn't like a cup run? Um, but I think we should probably focus on the league with our only having yeah. five fit defenders at present probably isn't. You know, play for all, for all I care, play the youth man, play the under twenty ones in that game, let them have a run about, have a laugh. If we get through, we get through. Why not? True. Give them a bit of experience. Yeah, I suppose it's worth a punt, isn't it? Because if we lose, it's not a big issue, and if we win, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. So. I think it's worth a try. I think um, Marcel Oakley could try um, start again. I think maybe Zach Geacock could start again. You know, like it might not do his. It's back again. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, 
I think, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it's worth the idea because if we are keen on getting our youth players more involved in the first team setup, those games are perfect, you know, because we're against Cardiff. It's a decent opposition. You know, we've not got to play like a Premier League side where we could potentially lose by a fair few. And we're also not playing against like Oxford or somebody or a League Two side that we could perhaps get a little bit done over by the scoreline and be a bit embarrassed by it. Because I've seen that, what, Wigan went out, didn't they? And uh, Preston did too. Uh, one of them lost to Wrexham. Southampton went out one. as well. Yeah, of mm. course. Coventry so, too against Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and also Leeds nearly went out to Shrewsbury. I mean, Shrewsbury were a goal up against them. They managed to turn that one round, which I suppose is perhaps something that might be on the cards if we do play well against Leeds. Um, the fact that they have the ability to turn it around because they're opening game, opening game against Cardiff, they pulled that back to draw 2-2 and they turned the game around against Shrewsbury in the Cup and 1-2-1. They've one, got so. issues though, haven't they, at the minute, Leeds? Have you said, I think two of their players are injured and Gonoto has point-blank refused to train, has he, because he wants to leave? Mm. So. What do you know what do you know about that, Sam? Um, yeah, I saw it today. It was sort of breaking news that Nonto wants to move away. He wants to go to the Premier League. And um, as Jamie said, I think Somerville's out as well with an injury. And, uh, Cooper, Cooper at the back. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're missing uh, some key players that featured in their first game against Cardiff that would do us a favour and um, make their team weaker <laughs> for when they come to St. Andrews. So fine by me. For those listening to audio, uh, Jamie's just having a quick celebration. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's such a shame, man, that they're injured. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we have got a good chance against Leeds. I genuinely do. I think first home game. Obviously, it's sad to talk about, but it's the first home game since the passing of Trev. Mm-hmm. It's going to be emotional. It's going to just the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. New owners, everything is going for us just to go in there and just. It's it, just going to be. It's going to be an emotional and a mental game. I think probably like it's going to be sort of like three two or three one blues. I reckon it'll just be mayhem. Do you think we're going to win then? I, I'm Jeff. Yeah, I do. I think it's written written for us to beat Leeds. The mm. way everything just falling for this game. Yeah, I I would agree with you actually. I don't know about you, Sam, but I feel like it's one of those games where it's all all perfectly lined up. Really, we've got everything. It's the occasion. It's perfect. New signings, new feel around the club. Pretty much a new stadium, um, and a new sort of aim as well. You know, we've got we've got a good camaraderie with us at the moment, don't we? So it's like. I think we could win. I think we could win by a fair few as well. Watch this get clipped up now as well. <laughs> After we lose five <laughs> nil, <laughs> get absolutely done over by Leeds. Oh god! The, the one saving grace that Leeds probably have to making me feel that we're not going to win is they have Daniel Farker, and we never beat Daniel Farker. We've got something I was about this actually. When, we've when got something about Norwich, man. We had no luck against them. No luck. It's against got them. to change at some point, lads. True. It's got it to does. change. Yeah, records are there to be broken, but. I mean, Blues are obviously the worst with records to be broken because we've got such a thing with managers. Daniel Farco, we can never beat him. Martin O'Neill, who was on the um, uh, draw last night, who kept talking. Speaking to the ball, wasn't he? You're talking to the balls <laughs> every time he threw them out. That was so funny. <laughs> and um, who else? Like Dean Smith as well, old Villa manager. Never could beat him. When he was Brentford manager, we couldn't beat him. When he was Villa manager, of course, we could never beat him. And fucking Norwich manager when he was there as well. Twice we played him, twice we lost. It was just literally, it's every time we played against Dean Smith or Martin O'Neill or, or any of those exactly. managers, can't beat them. So I think we might, I think a draw might be possible. Um, I could see Leeds 
not being quite up to scratch still. Um, but I definitely think that it's possible. It's more than possible as well um, with the team we've got and the way we've been playing and also the way that Leeds have sort of fallen to pieces recently. Um, and it would I be very... I want to say it. I want to see Miyoshi yeah. bully people. He looked great when he came on against Swansea, this didn't he? Really like Jap- The Japanese Berbatov, mate. Oh. <laughs> Where's that one come from? Because Berbatov wasn't that small. Have you seen this man's so... first touch? Well, okay, go on. The first, point. Just the, his first touch. Have you seen Berbatov's first touch? Berbatov's first touch was always immaculate, and, yeah. And I've seen that video from Swansea where Miyoshi just takes the ball and stops it in the box, and I was just like... Mm. That was remarkable, uh, that was. Because literally, I mean, Sanderson has off, mate, Sanderson has an awful shot. I don't know what on earth <laughs> I was thinking. When he it was, was a shot. <laughs> yeah, look, it definitely um, was a shot. Hundred percent. It's like he drops out the sky and it's laces and everything. It just he was totally in a good area. He was just putting it in a good area. You leave. I, I agree with Jamie. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Fantastic. <laughs> knows what he's doing. Leave him alone. Um, leave him alone. It was wonderful though, wasn't it? He just plucked it out of the sky. He got it really under control as well. It wasn't like he just oh, got a foot twist and it stayed in place. It was touch. immediately under his control. Yeah, he looks fantastic. His his crossing ability looks excellent. He's really tidy on the ball. It's really close footballer. to him. Mm. Yeah, it's the same with Dembele as well. I mean, like he's a little bit more erratic. He's his um I don't think his control and his close control is as good as Miyoshi's. Miyoshi's looks like perfect. It's like glued to his foot almost. But I think Dembele's touch, though, is it's great and everything. But there was a few moments in the uh, Swansea game where he sort of had it, but he was really battling with the defenders to try and keep control of it. Um, but I love both of them. I think they're absolutely fantastic signings. I'm looking forward to seeing plays... Dembele in the flesh. Sorry, Sam, carry on. Mm. No, no, no. Sorry, Jamie, carry on, carry on. That's all I was going to say. Literally, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing Dembele in the flesh. Like I've heard so much about him, the low centre of gravity, the pace, like the raw pace this man has. Mm. I'm just looking forward to actually seeing it with my own eyes. Yeah, now what I was going to say was that the fact we've got Miyoshi on one wing and Dembele on the other wing, it's just mm. a combination that we haven't seen in so long, where we've had like one player that perhaps is like creative and then just like a load of workhorses. But now we've got like players on either side that can sort of create, take on players, got skills, and it's just yeah, so refreshing to see. Yeah, and in the past when we've had Jeremy Bella and Jefferson Montero on each wing, <laughs> we've now got. I liked Montero. Same. You liked Montero, lad. I what did you do? I felt so. I felt sorry for him more than I felt like he was like you know the dad that's turned up to Sunday League and is just having a good go. You know what I mean? Like I felt a bit sorry for him. <laughs> oh god! Oh, so have a go. Like all right. Oh, I remember that game against um, Leicester in the cup where um, it was like the final minute or whatever, and we're just trying to get it in the box, and he has like the throne or something. He does like a short throw instead of getting into the box. Like, what are you doing? Like, get it in the box. <laughs> Fuck's sake! No, he wasn't good for last. Was, was it him time. who used to beat a man, stop, and try and rebeat the man and lose the ball every time? Yeah, that sounds like Montero to me. <laughs> he could never get out of his corner. It was like it was that far corner towards the main standing uh, Tilson. Literally, every single time we got the ball there, it was just like, right, we'll just sit here for five minutes whilst he just faffs around in that corner. It was every single time. So, I yeah. His it's... debut was against Barnsley. He had a good game then, but then that's kind of the peak of what it got to. And then the rest of it didn't really live up to that. No, <laughs> no, he was, he was spent really. He wasn't um, a championship player anymore. He wasn't up to the standards. So, it's really refreshing to see players like Dembele and Miyoshi. Um, I'm really looking forward to, and I'm, I'm certain it's going to happen on the weekend, a proper counter-attack. And I mean, like, 
Leeds have a corner. Ball comes out and one of the Boom. defenders misses it. Dembele's on it and he just absolutely screams past him. Get the whole length of the pitch counter attack. I'm not talking like one that sort of builds and it's moving the defence around and everything. It's one of those where like the whole Leeds defence is just behind Dembele and he's only got the keeper to beat. Just shit Whatever happens... Whatever happens from that point, whether he blasts it in like Dimitar Berbatov or wherever he spoons it wide like Scott Ogan or Jota, then it doesn't matter. It's going to be really exciting just to see. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So what are we going to go for score predictions then? Jamie, you said we're going to win, but 3-2, 3-1, what are you going for? What's the score going to be? 3-1. 3-1, you I... can see lead scoring. Yeah, Matt, I think they might come out of the blocks early against us. I'm not saying they'll score early, but I think it'll be a tough start. I reckon the game changes from that eighth minute when we sing the Trevor Francis for a minute. I think the mm. whole atmosphere will change at that point. Yeah, I agree, actually. I think the atmosphere is going to be crucial around that, really, because, I mean, we all, we're always fantastic with this stuff. The thing that always used to get me was the Arthur stuff. I mean, like particularly in the season where it all got really yeah. in the news and everything, that was fantastic the way we went about that. I mean, the marches and the... Um, all the all the holding the shirt up stuff and the you are loved it was it was perfect you know and that's us at our best really and all the Trevor Francis stuff has been fantastic as well so I feel like you're absolutely spot on with that with the atmosphere it's going to be nailed on really um Sam what are you going for score prediction wise it's a head versus heart thing isn't it obviously in my in my head I'm saying yeah two two maybe but heart yeah we'll go with Blues win two one but um we've always added time you never know how long they're actually going to be playing for. <sighs> Because mm, I'm sure true. that's something that you know both of you have an opinion on the added time and everything. Because what was it like at Swansea, Tommy? What was the added time there? Uh, it was eight minutes at the f- uh, second half. Uh, I think half time wasn't that bad. I think it must have been three or something. Um, it was a good game actually, though. So the ball wasn't out of play that much. Um, it could be a different story though against Leeds. We might have a few because um, I think because of how fast paced the game could be, I feel like the ball will be definitely going out for frozen corners a lot. But I feel players might flag a little bit, particularly players like Laird and people like Roberts who might have just come back from a knock and everything. Um, but yeah, what's your opinions, Jamie and Zam, on um, added time? Is it is it a good rule or is it a bad rule? I mean, it's the rules, isn't it? I suppose if you are keeping to the fact that it's a 90-minute football match and the ball needs to be in play for 90 minutes, fine, whatever, that's cool. I mean, will I be having this opinion when we're shithousing away at Leicester and we're 1-0 up and they're putting 15 minutes added time? No, at that point I'll be seething. But, you know, for, for the most part, I think it's probably fair. It's how it should be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, yeah, it is what it is and we've just got to get on with them. We, you know, we all had to live through the World Cup where it was like 45 minutes and then add on another 15. You just go, the worst one was the Argentina Saudi Arabia game because there was already 12 or 13 minutes added on to the end of the game. And then their keeper got absolutely no, was it El Sharawani or whatever his name is, the left back? He got absolutely clattered by his goalkeeper. Really broke his skull, I think he did. He did. Oh, yes. And he had it was an extra 10 minutes to just help him out. But I was, I was just like, had they not added that time on, that wouldn't have happened because we've got this crazy amount of gameplay because as well like i'm 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 against this you know i feel like and and, and I'd, I'd, oh god if i can speak added time should just be like a set almost it's like between i think a reasonable amount for any game is between obviously zero to about six i think when you whenever you get six minutes added on you're always thinking god this is ridiculous anything seven beyond is ridiculous as well it's just like you can't 
it's whenever you get like eight minutes of added time, you think, oh my God, where's the referee got this from? Six minutes as well, but four and three, that's okay. You know, reasonable added amount of time. But when you add in 13 minutes on, you know, unless, unless somebody's been a horrendous injury, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then there shouldn't be that much added time. It's just, it's, it's causing problems for players anyway. I mean, like, yeah, granted that the ball's not been in play for that much. And as well, like, it definitely does help when the ball's been out of play and time wasting and just being just slow and lethargic. It's, it's horrible to watch. But there again, like, if you're adding that much time on at the end, the players have been on the pitch for us. What, like, I mean, like, it's an hour and a half on the pitch anyway, so it's 90 minutes. But then you've got all the other added time as well. So, like, they've been on the pitch for a good two, nearly two hours at that point. It's just like, it's, it's far too long. It's the game, it's getting too long and too slow. I mean, like, with, if, I'm, I'm glad that water breaks aren't being introduced as well. Well, not as frequently, and they're definitely not a set time. It's just a spontaneous thing when there's an injury or a goal kick or whatever. And it's just the manager brings them over for a, a drink or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I, I disagree that there should be that much added time at the end of it, really. So, Because um, mm, you also got to think about player welfare as well. The fact that in the Football League, it's so relentless, isn't it, with the games. It's Saturday, Tuesday, mm. Saturday, Tuesday, once you get in the flow of it. And all that added time, it's going to accumulate to like the end of the season, playing so many more minutes and just much more risk of injury too. But then also mm. you've got the new sub rule with, you know, nine players being allowed on the bench and five being able to be used. So it's all sort of like swings and roundabouts. And I think there'll be teams. Yeah, true. But on the whole, I do kind of agree with Jamie in the fact that so much of the ball, you know, is out of play. And um, so many things as well, where like referees are now booking players for stuff they should have been booked for before. So like kicking the ball away and like descent, you know, I'm, I'm all for referees having more power in regards to that. But um, there's mm. some stuff as well where I think it's a little bit dodgy with um, managers not being allowed to do interviews after the game if they've been sent off. I don't know if you right. saw um, over the weekend with, um, I think it was Carlos Cobran and uh, Lee Rossinia, uh, Manchester West Brom and Hull, where they weren't allowed to do media duties after the game after being sent off, which I thought was a bit of a strange right. one. So yeah. that, that's one that could be changed. I don't know. That's, that is quite interesting, isn't it? I He's don't know why that is. Ban as well. I don't know that Rossini's had a touchline banning for another game, I think, as well. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot I haven't done my prediction, actually. I'm going to go for a very confident, and this is a rarity for the Blues Focus podcast. I'm going to go, actually, I'll do it the opposite way around. So I'm going to go Leeds United nil, Birmingham City three. I'm going to go three nil. Three nil. That's the one I'm going to go for. I think we're going to get a first half goal, uh, maybe before the maybe before uh, half time goes. I, I can see that happening, you know. Um, we did it with Dembele in the last game against Swansea. Um, perfect timing and everything. And then second half, we're going to get like a midway sort of second goal. And then the third goal is going to be like one of the, the best dirty goals you've seen. The dirty counter-attack counter goal. Yeah, yeah. Fizzes it into the box. Oh. Hogan, bit behind Hogan. Miyoshi just comes and sweeps oh. it into the near bottom corner. Oh. You know, I'd love the most. It'd be like 90th minute, 2-0 off. Ball over the top. Dembele is gone. Crosses it in just a big shit house. Djukovic pull it out <laughs> into the back of the net. I just want so you just a bag. Oh, I love it. Do you remember um, Carlos Puyol's header against Germany in 2010? <laughs> I would love to see before Duke retires. Yeah, Duke just absolutely thunder it into the back of the net with that header. It'd be, it'd be like, <laughs> if he did it in his last ever game, and that's his last ever goal for Blues, perfect it would be the off. perfect... Right, well, Honestly, it'd be absolutely spot on. That's the way Djukovic should retire. We should do like... Um, 
in his um, testimonial game right before he retires. He only scored headers. <laughs> yeah, and we should do it like literally the last kick of the game. Ball comes in. He's got to absolutely swat it into the back of the net. He's got to fly across, literally jump, legs in the air and everything. Get that header and thunder it into the back of the net. That is the way that Lucas Djukovic retires. Um, I think we're um, we're in a good place at the moment, aren't we? I think that's why we were very confident about the game on the weekend, but. Yeah, if we if we were to lose, is it a bit of a reality check for us, maybe? No, we're playing a team that's just come down from the Premier League. They've still got a lot of their players. Right, mm-hmm. It will be, it, for any, if anything, don't get me wrong, am I letting my heart win this one? Yeah, 100%. Um, this would be a good test to see where we're at. Mm-hmm. John said if... it last week on the podcast, you know, we've brought no new players. Are they going to gel overnight? Hell no, but we can see an improvement yeah. already. I mean, the fact that we've left Swansea and used, as I said, I'm disappointed that we didn't leave with three points. Yeah, true. No, it's a good point, actually. It's it's setting the, it's setting the tone for the season, isn't yeah. it? And we've, standard's been set, yeah. We've had a lot developed in the stadium and the club and everything. So I think the, I think the pressure is on the players a bit, to be honest. I think that they've got to perform, you know. The, the owners are putting a lot of trust in them. Um, we've got a lot of things sorted that we were at the time moaning about you know we were we were blaming things on the owners and not having that done i think it's time for the players to step up now and i think we can really set the tone against leeds on saturday i think if we were to lose i think it is a bit of a disappointment i think we should be winning that game you know we've, we've got everything going in the right direction obviously everything can change on the game itself but the you know it'd be fantastic if we were to win you know it, it would be perfect you know and we've got um Plymouth after that as well, haven't we? Oh no, Bristol City. Sorry, that's the next home game. We have got Bristol City. Yeah, we got Bristol City next. That's another winnable game. You know, we can really set the standard for this season, and you know, really try and make ourselves look like a threat this season. So, you know, winning against Leeds it's at home, everything's in your favour. Go out there and win that game. It'd be perfect. It, it would. It wouldn't it? It, there's pressure because there's expectation I think that's what it mm. is like a lot of the Blues fans now expect us to play in a certain way and take it to these teams where perhaps you know we would have sat back like a 1-0 or something like a scrappy goal but now we've seen you know the way that we can play and, and the ability we've got out wide you know we spoke about earlier with Dembele and Miyoshi and like the potential to sort of hit teams on the counter attack and really take the game to Leeds because they're a pretty frantic team we may be playing that way as well and yeah it'll be an interesting game to see which I'm sure there'll be lots of goals too I was saying Leeds. I've just read. I've just had something ping up on my phone about Leeds. Max Aaron's just done a U-turn from Leeds and gone to join Bournemouth. <laughs> Noto's not turning up now. Tyler Adams sold to Chelsea and Somerville injured for a month. It's written for us to absolutely slap We've Leeds on a, Saturday, lads. We've got to we, get their their heads are gone. That's a disgruntled camp. That is. They do not want this. They do not want Siriki Dembele running at that left back, crying his eyes out, mate. No, we, I we do could, not want that. I'm, I'm saying, I'm telling you, it's going to be a three nil. Again, this is going to get clipped up once we lose five nil. But so, it's, it's perfect like, for us to go and win yeah. that game. We got people in the comments saying you've been too positive. <laughs> too positive, yeah. We've gone from being unbelievably negative last season yeah, to exactly. incredibly positive this season. <laughs> How do we feel? The last point I wanted to ask, because you was obviously you've been to the game. How do you feel? Do we feel like Sunjik and Bielik are the answer at the two CDM goal? Because I really like the sound of it. I mean, it, it does but sound good on paper. JJ. I think Jordan James will get used more this season, though. Um, I hope because so. Because his performances so far have been brilliant for his standards, really. Um, I think he will get used more often. I think Sunjic, 
I think he has to provide more outlet this season because he's great at you know chasing after things and he's always his, his efforts always there. I'm absolutely certain about on the pitch. He's um, a dog on the field, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. But he, he's got to get the balls into the right places. A few times on Saturday where it was just a little bit too short or his touch mm-hmm. wasn't great and the turnover was quick. He's he's got to get stuff sorted. You know, he he was quite a tidy player when he very first arrived for us, mm-hmm. but he's he's got. To, He's got to really step his game up now because I think it's almost his sort of last chance with us a little bit because he's gone out on loan to Hertha Berlin. That's not worked. It's not worked for him in the few seasons before with us as well. He's got to get this right. And it, you can, and particularly with the attention we've got at the moment, if he doesn't stay with us, he's got a platform to move away from us as well. So I think it's, again, with the players, it's the expectation that the club has got, like I you said, Sam. So There's mass competition for his players here as well. Backer, yeah. who was phenomenal, obviously, the mm. other day. JJ, Gary Gardner's now playing again. He played the mm-hmm. other day. Gary, on his day, is as good as anyone in that league. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like Sonjic has got to be, if he's going to compete, even for just a starting position, he's he's got to be spotless because Christian Bielik is spotless. Jordan James is an up-and-coming star. Uh, Gary Gardner has always been fairly solid for George us. George Hall's also. coming back. Exactly, yeah. And and it's not like um, a set formation we're playing at the moment. We we can change them as well. So we can have two attacking midfielders and just Bielik sitting. That's leaves Sonic on the bench as well. So I think if he wants a starting position, he's got to earn it. And in the yeah. last few seasons, he's been miles off the pace, hasn't he, to be honest? Especially for yeah. the fee we paid for him. For the fee we paid, like it was around seven point yeah. six million. You need a bit more than effort to to mm. be in the team and really sort of stake your claim to be the starting centre midfielder alongside Bielik. But if his heart's in it and he improves his performances, improves in front of Cole a little bit, then yeah, I'm sure we've got a play on our hands. But it's a massive question, isn't it? A lot of fans mm-hmm. at the start of the season didn't even want Sunich involved in preseason, let alone starting the first game against Swansea. So I guess minds can be changed and we'll see what happens. I don't think anybody would even think he was going to be in the team this season. I think that's the, the, the strangest thing. Yeah, well, I'm also willing to wash my hands and give someone a clean slate. If uh, absolutely, yeah. If the club's had a new clean slate, then why can't a player? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, exactly. absolutely. And I feel I thought about it a lot, and I thought the four-two-three-one system when we've got obviously one holding on the right side, when we've got <laughs> and Sunday. I like it because it's that perfect kind of subject can be that little bulldog who absolutely crunches people and Bielix that has got that about him. He's got the height and he's also got that class about him on the ball. Mm-hmm. I think it, they could actually work as a perfect partnership if used properly. Yeah. I would 99% be certain that I'd rather Bielix be on the end of some of these fruit balls instead of Sunjik. Mm. But I can't have everything. Listen, if if Sunjik could finish, he'd, he probably wouldn't play for Birmingham City. Yeah, no, I think a lot of the players, sad if they sad. were, if a lot of the players were up to their peak standards, then they wouldn't be with us. Definitely not at the moment. I mean, if they were to get promoted with us, then perhaps maybe. But yeah, it's just it's how it is really with football. We're just not, we're not one of those teams that clubs are going to um, players are going to refuse um, offers from. You know, like we have with John Ruddy. You know, in the past few days, um, obviously rumours with Luton. Why wouldn't he look at going to them? So. You know, that's why I'm kind of like with us at the moment. It's like we've got a really good chance here at having a great start to a season. So if we beat Leeds, then anything's possible for this season, you know. 
But yeah, cool. let's uh, let's end this here. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this uh, second episode of the new season of the Blues Focus podcast. Uh, I've been joined with Jamie Lawler and Sam Sheffy. Thank you guys for having uh, for coming back on again. Uh, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, be sure to listen. To, uh, be sure to like and subscribe. And you can also find this podcast on all your streaming platforms out there. Um, this has been the Blues Focus podcast. Thank you for listening and keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right. Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.